Today I am talking with John Sledge, and he is a rising junior at Bowdoin, and he is a government and legal studies major from New Orleans. And we're going to talk about maybe he's interested in the coordinate major in education to add on to that government and legal studies That's major. That's right. And he is involved in a number of singing groups on campus, and we'll hear more about those in a little bit. And so, John, I'm going to talk to you about three main questions. Excellent. What's most important to you? Um, what does a liberal arts education mean to you? And um, what do you wish your professors knew about you? Gotcha. And so I'll be responsible for taking us through all of those and winding us through, but we'll just go for it right now. We're sitting outside on the Bowdoin Quad on a spectacular day. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> uh, the bells of the chapel are ringing, and people are exiting the... Um, Main State Music Theater performance, and so there may be a bit of hubbub, but right, I know right. you have a strong voice and can project so we can keep <laughs> talking. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what's most important to you? Well, that is a very broad question. <laughs> it is, purposefully. <laughs> it is designed to be so. Um, but I will answer in, uh, in a way that I think is most relevant to the time now. And so... Great. That's um, what I want. Yeah. So for me, it's making the most out of uh, being here in Maine for another summer. This is my uh, second summer. What are you doing uh, here? I am interning at Brunswick Housing Authority uh, through the McKean Center. And uh, so I've been doing some... Uh, a lot of sending emails and kind of making copies for folks around the office, but eventually uh, I'll be in one of their communities next week and doing some looking at trying to start maybe a mentorship program for some of the kids that are there uh, at one of their communities. So that's very exciting for me because it kind of uh, reminds me of when I did that in my old apartment complex mm. in Louisiana. So it's kind of kind of getting a little bit more uh, into into that realm. But it's, nice. oh, there's a huge spider. Just Where is that spider? Oh, my wow. goodness. It's, it was huge. Did it scare you? It oh, wait, is it moving? Quite a bit. I it's saw, moving. I was going to say, you had a scary, you had a scary face on. <laughs> it must have fallen out of the tree. Oh, I don't know. It was okay. a huge spider. Where did it, how did it just disappear? It, it like, hop, when you moved it. Yeah. There it is. Where is it? Yeah, right there. Where? That's it? it? You don't see it? Oh, oh, that, that okay, I'm sorry, that does not qualify as a huge spider. Okay. That's a huge spider. No, that body <laughs> is about the size of a piece of risotto rice, and we're fine. That's not accurate. Okay, <laughs> anyhow, now that we've established yes. that, we're going to try to see if we can come together on agreeing on the perspectives we bring here. Okay, right. so what did you, I, I'm going to come back to making the most yeah. of being here. Yeah. What did you do your first year? First year, I was in the library working in interlibrary loan. Uh, Processing all of, my yes. <laughs> did, how did I rate in terms of in terms of um, f frequency? I would say you are among the top twenty. So not nice. as bad as you. Not as not as uh, uh, not as bad as you. I, I think originally perceived. No, there there are there are quite a few regulars that I know. Okay. Uh, that submit 50 or 60 requests at a time. Wow. So, yeah, but... Okay. Uh, yeah. Wow. Well, <laughs> and I imagine some of those, too, are especially people who are studying things in other languages exactly. and, and in other yep. countries. Right, right. And so what's really embarrassing about me is I studying teachers in the United <laughs> States <laughs> um, in English. Right. Um, okay. 
So, um, what does it mean for you to make the most out of your time here in the summers? Well, uh, I think it's me trying to uh, be very aware of the fact that, you know, eventually I, I'm not going to be in college forever and that these summers are eventually uh, going to end in the sense that I'll be just working all the time mm -hmm. or, you know, doing other things like that. So it's important uh, for me to kind of get as much exposure around the community around me, kind of get involved. I think Brunswick's a great town because it's a very walkable, kind of livable city. Even though I think the median age here is in the 50s or 60s, uh, it's, it's, it's getting up there. Mm -hmm. um, but it's a very kind of place that I feel that I can get really uh, engaged. So I go to the theater, I take a walk downtown, um, visit Midcoast Hunger and things like that. So it's, it's, it's uh, all about kind of immersing yourself in the area around you. You don't have to answer any question I ask you, so okay. I want you to know that. But I'm curious, when you walk around Brunswick in one of the, or maybe the whitest state in the nation, <laughs> as a black man, what's that like? You know, that's part of the experience for me is kind of marking and keeping track of those kind of uh, uh, responses that I get from folks. So some folks, I kind of see kind of a, oh, let me get out of his way, or let me, you know, um, a couple of times I've seen folks actually cross the street, which I find a little uh, uh, interesting. But for the most part, it's, it's, I get these very warm responses, but it's kind of like, oh, that's nice. He, he seems like a nice, you know, gentleman. A, a nice uh, one? A nice one. One right, of the good right, ones? Right. <laughs> I think part of that is because I wear pastel colored shirts and and boat shoes and you know things like that so it makes it a little more Okay, wait, don't freak out. The spider is on you. Don't freak out, don't freak out. Okay, wait, I got Okay, it was like Did you get it? Yeah I did. You're fine. You're fine. Sit over here. Sit over here. Okay. Uh, all right. Spiders and I don't get along. Okay, okay. At we all. just figured that I did not know that about you. Now I do. So this okay. is this is a very this is this educational... is an illuminating conversation we're yes. having. It was technically not on your flesh at all. Oh. It was on your sneaker or on your boat shoes. Oh. Let me say. I also noticed that you are wearing a cap that has Bowden emblazed on it. Is that strategic? That is strategic, but partially because I was going to wear another hat. Yes. Uh, uh, which is kind of my favorite hat. It's for a particular presidential candidate. Who is your... Uh, can we talk about that? Yes, we can certainly talk oh about that. Oh, my goodness. You know, Tell uh, me who you're... <laughs> I don't... I'm, I'm actually, like, ab I'm sort of terrified to have this conversation. Uh -huh. I'm trying to fix my face right yeah. now yeah. to be prepared because... Okay, go ahead. Well, you know, I, I was going to wear... Uh, uh, um, I got a hat for my for an early birthday present. Yes. Uh, and it and it has uh, Miss Clinton's uh, oh, that's fine. name oh, all, okay. all over it. Okay. However, you know, being at Bowdoin, that's kind of a thing that you kind of have Wh to go in the shadows about. I Why? Think, you know? I've gotten so much. I thought you were going to say and, Trump, and I was really trying, going to try to square that. And oh I mean, my goodness! No, I no, didn't no, no, think no, no, you no. went there, but I was just waiting because you said <laughs> you had sort of prepared me for something right. that I thought well, I needed well, to steal my, you know, right, steal right, myself right, for right. a shock. No, 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 no. But um, it's, it's, I, I, I've gotten a lot of resistance and kind of conversations that have gotten a little heated with 
a lot of uh, 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 Sanders supporters mm. uh, here at Bowdoin, and, yep. and so I feel like the little Clintonites around campus. Okay. There are few in number, but okay, uh, no. yeah. Okay, so sorry. Pre <laughs> Spider Freak Out, we were talking about your one of your ways of enjoying uh, your time here yeah. in the summers is walking around, going to theater. Right. Um, experiencing the community of Brunswick mm-hmm. and I had asked you how you experience that in your embodiment as a black man right um, is there any more you wanted to say about that you were saying that you mark you sort of mark that and then right I'm, I'm kind of very what's diligent that's that's the wrong word I'm gonna find the word yeah I do this deliberately there we okay. go I, I walk deliberately mm. uh, to kind of kind of have these kind of observations that I make between the people around me. Like yesterday, I was walking home from work, um, uh, and I noticed that there was this lovely uh, 1980s Dodge Ram that was carrying and waving a Confederate flag in the back oh. and just driving along. And so you, you, you see these things every now and then, and... and uh, Kind of like, oh yeah, I, I got to remember, I'm 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 in Maine, <laughs> and, yeah. and and there are there are uh, different representations for yeah. sure. Yeah. Have you ever felt unsafe? No. Here? No, not at all. Um, uh, I've gotten a few kind of people have yelled things out at cars to where I didn't really understand it, so I was kind of like, uh, you know, yep. I, I I can't, you know. I can't be afraid if you're not even going to have the decency to stop so that I can hear and understand what you're saying. Right, right, right. For me to have to, you know, put out some kind of response. So, yeah, no, never. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about, about what does it mean to really enjoy your time here in the summer? No, uh, well, I mean, I have a lovely host of parents. Uh, oh, can and, you talk? No one's talked about yeah, host parents yeah. yet. Can you talk about what those um, are? Essentially, it's it's uh, your kind of family away from home. So, who gets uh, host parents? You know, I think it, you have to be a certain distance from the college, okay. I don't, in miles or something like that. Uh, but there's a program, and you apply. Now, um, my host fathers, they're they're this lovely gay couple, and uh, they have very close family ties. Uh, my aunt or my cousin oh. worked with um, uh, uh, the former director of admissions here, actually. So um, uh, we we go we go back. <laughs> That's great. Um, so what do you do with your host? So what do you do with your host parents? You know, uh, we have. Or we host. Tra- fa- what do you say? Host parents or host, host family? Host family. Host fam. Okay. Okay. Host fam. Know, okay. Older squad. Whatever you want to. <laughs> you know. Whatever you want to say. Okay. Um, but uh, we, we go out to dinner quite a bit. Uh, we'll go see a movie. I saw The Conjuring 2 last mm. week with, with, uh, with one of my host parents. And, um, but it's, it's nice. You know, we have all kind of uh, insightful conversations. They want to know what goes on at Bowdoin. Yeah. I want to know what goes on around, around Bowdoin. Yep. So, yep. yeah. It's, it's... So, yeah, why don't we talk about how did, how did you come from New Orleans to Bowdoin? Yeah. Well, um, I guess I should preface by saying I, I always say I'm from New Orleans, just so that kind of. Uh, but I moved after Katrina two hours west uh, to a town called Lafayette, Louisiana. And how old were you at that time? Uh, shoot, I was about to enter 
the fourth grade, so I think I was either eight or nine, I, I don't know, we'll have to do the mm. math, but somewhere around that age. Yeah. And Did you evacuate before things started? Or? Yeah, we, mm-hmm. we left uh, the Sunday morning when Mayor Nagan said, declared a, a mandatory evacuation, yeah. Yeah. you know, less than 24 hours <laughs> yes. before the storm, and you expect uh, uh, at least half a million yep. people to evacuate and right. be somewhere <laughs> Uh, 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 yeah, it wasn't the smartest and yeah. most prepared uh, that we've been for these kind of hurricanes. But yeah, we hopped in a car, went to Houston. Uh, that's normally a six-hour trip. It took about 20, 22 hours. Um, and uh, we stayed in a hotel for about three weeks and kind of uh, uh, lived that. And I, and I remember watching CNN. I was really infatuated with the weather, so this was kind of mm. a very exciting time for me. But then when you're seeing the kind of graves in the street and the looting and, and, and or perceived looting, I should right, say, yes. um, and, and all of that, it, 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 it does still, I still have memories right. of those I was going to say, that must be such an intense memory for yeah. an eight or nine-year-old yeah. kid. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Absolutely. Okay, <clears throat> so you go to Lafayette. Yeah. Right? And um, so I you do you move permanently there after permanently from, there. from Houston. Yeah, my my mom had a strong dislike for Texas, uh, particularly. Uh, 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 she just there was no transportation. She was used to New Orleans. There was a, I think, a decent public transportation system, and we lived in a suburb of Houston, where you were expected to have a car to get anywhere. Mm. So uh, she didn't really like that, and uh, so we moved to Lafayette and. Uh, I went to elementary school in a in a white suburb uh, uh, called Youngsville, Louisiana, and um, went to elementary, uh, finished my elementary school, went to middle school uh, there for a year, and then my mom and I moved to Lafayette, which is 10 minutes from okay. Youngsville, and I went to a 50-50 black-white school, but huh. on the more north side of town, which okay. is the poor, okay. blacker side of town, yep. and so... Um, uh, that was an interesting kind of the uh, um, disparity in educational opportunities for those black students compared to me being there for like the advanced program. And there was a gifted program and a French immersion program, but those were predominantly white. You mm. know? So there was a huge uh, uh, disconnect there. Yeah. I'm, I'm so interested because you said you listened to uh, Walter Chacon's um, yeah. podcast. Yeah. And so... It sounds like you had, through public schools, mm-hmm. a bit of what he talked about as his experience of being um, a student of color at a private school. So maybe not the access to um, uh, white folks who are as privileged or as elite, I don't right. know, right. But, but that you had, prior to coming to Bowdoin, you had this experience of being in predominantly white schools, at least for a part of the time, and then a 50-50. But then you were probably, if you were in these gifted programs, you were still probably in a predominantly white environment within a 50-50 school. Is that correct? Right, right. And, and I, I, would, I would say that. I, I would, I, listening to his interview, I, I would say I, I distanced myself in the preparedness yes. and, the, and the privilege level exactly. that I think of many of the students that... That he kind of interacted yep, with, yep, yep. but yes, I would agree. I uh, uh, that I was kind of always surrounded uh, with a predominantly more white uh, um, setting. Um, yeah. Did that sure. prepare you 
to adjust to Bowdoin or were you, was it still a huge adjustment just both geographically, culturally, like all of these things? Tell me about yeah. that yeah, I, I, shift. I would say I, I was not prepared at all, or I, I actually underestimated, I think, how, 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 how uh, unready I think I was for a place like Bowdoin because I, I was doing fine in, in my school and interacting with everyone, and I thought I was going to have a pretty easy road, and then coming here, it is such a, a huge culture shock. Number one, like I would say, the, the, the southern, uh, 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 southern privileged white kind of group is, is in a whole different league from the folks who spend their summers in the Hamptons and all of this. I think I think the Hamptons is a place. Is it, is right? a, it is yeah, a place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, so I've never been invited, yeah. but yes, I, yes, it's a place. Um, so so there was that kind of cultural barrier there, the geographic barrier. Obviously, yeah. me not knowing what snow, you know, really is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, obviously those experiences, but also more importantly, the academic experiences. Because, I mean, I mean, no matter what, I would say that if you are receiving a, a, an education from school like I was in Louisiana, you are disadvantaged no matter if you are white, black, purple, whatever. You know, and, and, and... Is purple a color a human being really is? You know, I... Maybe in, in their heart, you could, <laughs> you could take a look and, and say that. No, no, that was a little of the, of the Southern Baptist yeah, yeah, John yeah, sledge yes, coming out, yes. you know. But, <laughs> but, um, um, but I think the only difference is, is I think you've got one group that will be totally fine. And they're destined for greatness in, mm-hmm. the, in, in where they are, in their location, where another is severely disadvantaged. But yep. I think when you put those students up against the folks you'll have here at Bowdoin, they're all disadvantaged. And, and that's something I'd hopefully like to, yeah. to work on correcting throughout my life. Your own feeling that you are sort of behind the curve is that what you mean or for or you want or you want to not your own but or based on your own experience you want to make things better for those to come who right. might right. have educational right. experiences right. right got it right yeah okay so let's go back I took us on a detour um so you went to the this high school that sounds kind of great right it's got mm-hmm. lots of lots of cool programs did you do the French immersion well, this was middle school. Oh, that's middle school. Okay. And I, I did not do the gifted program. Okay. And I did not do the French immersion. Okay. But I was in honors, or I think they called them advanced courses. Okay. Um, uh, I missed the gifted exam by one or two points. Okay. And, uh, uh, so yeah, there was none of that okay. for me. And then I went to a, uh, a kind of, a, a decent high school in the district. Yeah. Um, that was uh, in my neighborhood. It was more. It was again fifty-fifty, huh. uh, but uh, this was when they were. Is it piloting. intentionally fifty-fifty? I, I or, think or, so. I, yeah. I, I think so. Okay. Um, you know, I think there are a few districts around around us that recently uh, uh, desegregated their schools. Yep. I mean, as, as late as two thousand seven. I, I mean, I mean, these right. are these right. are people the, think that Brown happened, you know, <laughs> right. in nineteen fifty-four. <1954. laughs> 
And you are finally seeing some of the yeah. manifestations yeah. Uh, 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 much later. So, yeah, I went to this high school and, okay. and where they were piloting AP CAS classes. And um, so oh, those huh. were, yeah. It piloting were, AP, right, right, right yeah. Right, yeah. so. Um, yeah, that's a big difference from people who had 24 AP classes to exactly. choose from that their parents took when they were in the exactly. school. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, so how did you learn about Bowdoin? Well, uh, my high school guidance counselor, uh, when it came down to applying for applications, she said, well, John, you know, where are you looking? Are you going to LSU or are you going hmm. to UL? Uh. Or are you going to SLCC? Right. And that was kind of, that's kind of the track for yep. so many students at that school. Yep. Is, is you graduate here, you go to the state school. Yep. Uh, TOPS, which is our kind of education program that's facing enormous budget shortfalls. Yep. Uh, that pays for your way, and that's, that's it. And so my cousin uh, served as my college counselor, and so she sat with me, and we, we did the safety stretch, and what's the middle one, moderate, or I don't know safety or maybe it's just safety and stretch I don't know I don't know I'm somehow imagining yeah. like a triangle yes. with three yes, tiers yes, yes. but anyway um, so um, you know I kind of had the big boys I had Harvard on yeah. the list and I had Georgetown yeah. and then I had some really uh, uh, what she called wacky ones like <laughs> U Michigan and yeah. UT Austin yeah. and, uh, which I think are still fabulous yep. schools um, um, but she said well how about Bowdoin and I said, I, I don't know. I don't know anything about right, Bowdoin. Where right. is it? Oh, Maine. You know, I, did still, you know Maine was a state? I didn't. In the US? I didn't. I didn't. That's a joke that I often yeah. talk about on my tours, actually. <laughs> you know, um, but uh, oh, are you a tour? Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah. So we. She went through the process with me, reviewed essays, mm -hmm. and you know, did all of that stuff, and. Uh, I applied for the Explore program, yep. so I got to come here for Great. a few days and what's the Explore program? Get a feel. It's essentially they target um, underrepresented students yep. and they offer to fly them up for a weekend and kind of experience college life. You go to a class or two, you get a, you get to go to I think the the dance performance or the music. You get a feel for campus life academically mm -hmm. and socially. And I I fell in love with the campus. I had a great time and and and. I met some really nice people, and I said, I, I think this could work. And for me, it wasn't, um, I didn't have a strong affinity toward any school. Uh, mm. I think that was part of the reason why, while my list of colleges on paper was eight, I actually applied to 15 or 16, because I, I liked, yeah. I liked uh, 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 a little bit of, oh, that, 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 that school seems yeah. interesting, blah, blah, blah. And, and I kind of liked the idea of yeah. having so many options. And, uh, uh, but it was always a place where I was like, well, I just need to do this, this, and this. I need to thrive academically so I can move here and then pursue that and, yep. and move along. So, um, and Bowdoin fit those, fit those, uh, fit the bill. So how did you, um, how did you end up adjusting academically if you felt like you came underprepared? Not by any fault of right. your own, but, right. but due to the fact of the quality of education that was offered to you. You know, I, I gotta say, I'm about to enter my, the fall semester of my junior year. 
And I felt that I finally found my groove last semester. Mm -hmm. It was by far the most challenging, but it was was where I learned to work efficiently and work smarter. It's, mm. it's not about, it's not about... Yeah, we battled uh, a little bit, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we sure did. We sure did. I forget, did. Were, did you take, uh, you took the Urban, Urban, Ed, Ed. Urban yeah. Ed, did you take it in your first semester? I took it in my first semester. Oh my goodness, what were you thinking? <laughs> you really convinced me to let you I did, in. I did, and, and, and you agreed. You agreed. I'm, I don't regret it, do you regret it? I don't it? regret it at all. I don't regret it. We battled, some, though, There are some other things that I, I do regret, like... Uh, what do you regret? Uh, uh, taking uh, two semesters of chemistry instead of realizing after one that this was probably not going to mm. <laughs> be successful. <laughs> but, um, no, but I'm also grateful for those experiences. Mm. I mean, I mean, you... Uh, I think part of it is having a strong support system, mm. and then realizing that oh, you've you've I've got to be reminded that they're here for you at the end of the day, you know. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, and and so, getting the humility to kind of oh, it's hard. Yeah, yeah, to kind of you know plea for 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 help is is something that was a big kind of thing for me because it's like oh I don't I don't really need your help I don't really need your assistance when actually, I really did. And I've learned so much from from being uh, from stepping off my high horse and uh, uh, understanding that folks are here for me. You know. Well, and it's so yeah. hard to. And I think we probably talked about this. Now that we're talking about these things, I'm starting to remember some of our conversations when you sat in the comfy chair yeah, in my office. Yeah, I do. <laughs> and um, and that it's so difficult when you. And it's not just you. I'm talking about any student who voted as top dog at their right. school, right. and comes here. And you're not used. You you don't have a practice of asking for help. You don't have a practice right. of having to learn how to right. do certain things exactly. or or recognize that something's not working because it all has worked for you mm-hmm. up until this point. It's really yeah, yeah, yeah. So what does the liberal arts mean to you? You're sort of right smack in the middle of your liberal arts undergraduate education. What does the liberal arts mean to you? I think uh, it means that, to me, that you take as much, uh, take advantage as much as you possibly can with having conversations with people who are different from you. And then, of course, kind of delving into areas and realms and subjects that you are not previously familiar with. But I think kind of to synthesize both of those points, I think liberal arts educations are meant to be sites for radicalism. And what I mean by that is exposed, is being exposed to ideas that you won't necessarily retain, so to say, well, mm. you may, you may, right, right. but uh, uh, that you may not or necessarily... Adopt. Do, you, do you mean adopt in that way, or... Yes, yes. Let's, like let's take on? Take on, Like right. So when I hear retain, I uh-huh. think, will you remember them? That's true. Is that what That's you mean? That's true. No, I, I, I think, uh, yes, thank you for, for that okay. correction. Yeah I, th- yeah, I think adopt, subscribe yeah. to, yep, yep, yep. S- okay. stuff like that. 
Yeah, and 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 I think that's so critically important because uh, for me, I have been, I think, on the on the side where I'm exposed to so many different beliefs. So right now I'm, or a main part of my college experience has been kind of uh, uh, making sense of my previous religious beliefs, while at the same time pushing back against them. And then all the while dealing with people who are not so respectful of my religious beliefs and then trying to find a happy kind of where do I fit in and where do I make sense of this between all of that and that's what I, I see on Facebook I, I, there are folks uh, I get a share that uh, thoughts and prayers aren't enough for the Orlando shooting for example oh, right, right, right. and then if I scroll down two or three posts I've got a picture of a rainbow saying that we should be reminded that, or no disrespect to the victims of the Orlando shooting, but we should be reminded that homosexuality is a sin. And I'm thinking, is, is, is this really... Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's truly kind of this internal struggle that, 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 uh, that I've experienced time and time again. And, and to where I actually really like um, debate and discussion and confrontation and kind of putting this all out there and and because that's right. you I, and I had yeah. fun with because yeah. because yeah. I think yeah. I think that's what's healthy yes and but what I'm seeing is that there is there is folks on both sides not mm-hmm. politically but just on on a side of the debate that of what s- debate you could take this on abortion yep gay marriage, you okay. could take this about uh, uh, affirmative action, you could take this about political correctness. Yep, yep. And what you're seeing is is more and more of folks just turning a, a, a deaf ear, so to speak, and, and not really wanting to listen, or resorting to simple... Resorting to these empty platitudes that, that I would argue mm. don't advance anything and instead trigger a certain reaction from the person you're debating, mm-hmm. to which it just becomes a very emotionally driven debate centered around anger, and we've lost the importance of having that conversation. So you talk about <clears throat> that experience of seeing those sort of two sides on Facebook. Yeah. Um, in response to, for instance, the horrible shooting exactly. in Orlando. Right. Do you have that experience here at Bowdoin? I do. I, I do. I think it is, uh, and I think just the subject matter has changed. It's not so much centered on politics and the like, but, but rather it's it's it's... It's more on more cultural issues and things like that, mm-hmm. and, and um, there are a lot of posts where folks are throwing out, "No, oh, you're a racist," and you know, blah blah blah, and, and then, and yeah. to which I'm kind of this very kind of in the middle kind of person about because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very careful to to toss around the word racist and and explicitly call someone 
racists. When, yeah. while, while also being very, very acutely aware of the effects of race and class and privilege on a, on a campus space like Bowdoin. Yep. But I'm very cautious and not, you know, resorting to those kind of things. And I see people who are a little more free about that, and, yep. and, I, and I'm a little kind of, oh, maybe is this the right yeah. way we want to <laughs> we address this, right? Yep. Um, so, yeah. Well, it seems, too, that um, for that, for me, um, I'm even just remembering when I was a, a teacher mm -hmm. that students would sometimes, and I was a teacher in a place where I was usually the only white person in right. the room, and I just remember things like, oh, miss, that's racist. And I'd say, I think you need to save that word for when you really want it to get some work done for you. Right. You know, and that's right. just for me. It's right. not that you should never use you use that label but right. it needs to be uh, draw, drawn upon for instances where you really want to I don't know you don't want to uh, cheapen its meaning right. in any right. kind it's, of way it's, it's the idea that I don't want racism and sexism and words like privilege to uh, uh, become buzzwords to where they've lost their meaning and their credibility is diminished yes. when they have very very real and dangerous effects, and so, uh, yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree. We've, yeah. we've got to be careful against uh, mm. quickly falling to those yes. words and, and come up, strengthen our argument a little. I think, I think, I think that's a sign when you quickly invoke mm -hmm. that word that you really don't have a a strong substantive argument. Yes. And, I, and I know a lot of folks disagree with me here on campus ah, when I say something like that, but it's maybe. It's maybe that you should you should really look at creating good solid points right. without always resorting to you're racist because that's not going to end well for either of you and in the sense that you're not having a productive conversation. Exactly. You're basically yelling for an hour and a half and that's great. I mean, it's great to let out anger, but if you're trying to be a true advancer of social progress, that's the wrong way to go mm. in my opinion. Yeah. So you have two more years. Here at Bowdoin, what do you wish your professors knew about you? <laughs> oh, I can't wait to hear what you say. That's too controversial. We're gonna no, we're oh, gonna no, no, change no. that. We're gonna <laughs> say a controversial thing. Say it. For me, it is it is, uh, uh, and I think a lot of professors. I think like you and 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 there are others that I've had where I visit them in office hours, and and I'm a little more honest. But for me, a, a big thing is I'm. I, I don't agree with half of the stuff that you've just said here. And all of these other folks are eating it up because that's what they're taught and instructed to do. But I'm not, I'm not necessarily buying what you're saying here. And, and Do you have any tells like, that a professor could say, oh, John is not buying what I'm, what I'm selling right now? 
typically I, I, I try to I try to be very kind of emotional in in, in my in my gestures and yes. in my and in my movements yes. and, and they'll um, but sometimes I'll I'll have a very kind of mm, no <laughs> I don't I don't I don't think so. And 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 some professors do a great job at recognizing that. And I think a lot of them are kind of uh, kind of in their own lens for an hour, an hour and a half, and where, you know, my pushback or my kind of, mm, you sure about this, is it won't necessarily get noticed. Mm. And I think that's part, partly my fault and partly why I try to correct that by visiting uh, professors that I particularly have an interest in during office hours. But there are some professors where I kind of think it's a lost cause and that mm. maybe I shouldn't devote my energy towards, you know, understanding why this esteemed professor of 30, 40 years, uh, I may have some disagreements here, but I don't think that's really going to be a productive use of my time, if you get what I'm saying. I do. do. Okay. I do. Excellent. <laughs> Thanks for sharing the controversial bit. All right. Do you, this is really yeah. random, but yeah. do you want to sing a few bars for our last minutes? Oh, uh, um, yeah, what, what would you... Anything would you... that comes, whatever just came into your head right this second. Well, I was, I, I was thinking about the, I was thinking about a lot of things. Brexit is, is one of them today, as, as uh, <laughs> Um, but also these kind of uh, recent filibusters and sit-ins that have been happening mm. on the floor of the House and Senate, and it's and it's interesting for me because I'm I'm kind of uh, the House and the Senate should always be conducted in order, and that these yes. kind of things kind of push back against uh, uh, the proper rules of setting decorum and 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 what have you. Um, but I am reminded of a song that I hope will manifest itself in the days and weeks to come, especially the 2016 election, um, uh, We Shall Overcome. Great. Do you want to stand and, up uh, or are you okay sitting no, down? No, I'll, I'll okay. sit down. Okay. Yeah, here. <clears throat> and we shall overcome. We shall overcome, we shall overcome someday, because down in my heart I do believe that we shall overcome someday. And, uh, yeah, I, I hope that, you know, my, my adventures here at Bowdoin and continuing on through life will be uh, a hope in, in getting that vision of what I have for my community back home in Louisiana uh, that I think there are so many people that can be touched by a place like this and can be affected by this and then the opportunities that will transpire because of it. And so, uh, someday, we'll someday. overcome. Thank you, John. Uh -huh.